When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Welcome America's to top Murderball. rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. We greatly appreciate it. Unfortunately, the Phoenix Suns could not get it done tonight. They fell to the Boston Celtics 123 to 110. And you know what, guys? We're going straight to the bar today yes. because we all need Let's a drink. Do it. Yes. The drink of the night. Espo, you tell him what it is. It's the Irish Wake. My eyes are bad. Is that the leprechaun from the movie Leprechaun <laughs> on the bottle there? Yes. I love that. Why not go totally a... dark when you have a morning game in Boston and you get your arse kicked? Happy New Year's, everybody. This is the saddest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Yay. I mean, that was something. It wasn't great. No. But it, it was, was something. It was awful. <laughs> of course, I'm Lindsay Smith, joined by Saul Bookman, Gerald Bourget, and Espo. Guys, I mean, how are we feeling after that one? It was kind of a major bummer. Major uh, bummer? <laughs> major bummer. <laughs> Thank you, Saul. Some hemium for you. Oh, look, look, I mean, come on. They had the chance to have the best winning percentage for a calendar year in franchise history. They had the chance to have the most wins in NBA history in a calendar year, tying the 96 Bulls. You came in with all sorts of great hope, and uh, and they fall short. Very much like every new year that I have. So that, so that I love you, Espo. I love you. Espo absolutely took this to another level, talking about we came in with such great hope. And I was like, damn, was this? it wasn't that big of a game, was it? Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a morning game for like probably the only time this season they'll play in the morning. Yes. So Chris understands wet socks. It feels like wet socks. Wet it does feel like wet socks. Felt like wet socks. She knows. And just for everybody out there, I'm already drinking. So. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Listen, you could get drinks now. Drink away all your pain, take a nap, wake <laughs> up in time for New Year's to do it all over again. This is not medical advice, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah, that was a that was definitely a tough one. It was very obvious that the Suns missed uh, their two starters who are out and their backup center who is also out tonight. But surprisingly enough, Jalen Smith was one of the best players on the Made court. Made a real tonight. number ten draft pick stand up. Look, Seriously, oh, no. look, you cannot blame you cannot blame the center position for this loss. Everybody no. thought that would be where 
where you'd point if this team fell short. It was not. Jalen Smith stepped up, and uh, congratulations to him. He had his best game of his career, 9-7 from the field, 19 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 personal fouls, but you know what? Some uh, of those were trash. Well, th- there were a lot of trash calls. Tonight, hey, but that's if you not got them, use them. I don't have a problem with it. The old Mark West strategy, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a great game from, from Jalen Smith. You cannot point the finger at the center position. You can point the finger at the backcourt today. I'm, I'm going to say on the offensive end. I'm going to say that Jalen Smith had a great offensive game, and he had a block that was taken away that was called a goaltend that should have been a block. I will say that defensively, like, obviously – no one expects Jalen Smith to fill in for DA or even JaVale McGee. And the offensive game he had was great. But defensively, you see the difference and why he's maybe not out there as much. So you look at like the rebounds, that's not his fault entirely, but they got beat by 14 on the boards. They've been getting beat consistently in that category since uh, DA went out, even with JaVale McGee in there. And then on the points in the paint, 64 points in the paint for the Celtics tonight. Like that is the signs of a defense that's missing. It's two communicators on the back line. And again, you can only blame sticks for that so much, but defensively, if you're trying to guard and they're shooting the lights out and you're giving up points in the paint, you're going to see a result. Like we saw I mean, today. They, they, they stacked the box. They tried to attack the rim multiple times and sticks is basically the only one. Mm-hmm. He's the only big down there. Everybody else is, you know, they're tweeners trying to keep the bigs off the boards and it showed, it showed, it absolutely showed. And I thought, I thought he did a, he did an admirable job of trying to stay in there, but there was too many times where he would try to help, and then Robert Williams was wide open, or mm-hmm. he would try to help on Robert Williams, and then Horford or Grant Williams were wide open. So it was just it was back and forth. It was like a ping pong. So uh, hey, he tried. Cove crazies. That's Gerald Bourget who hated on sticks. <laughs> Saul Bookman who didn't give him his flowers. Let's just make that Wait, clear. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just said it wasn't his fault. But, How was that but, on me? But made pointed out the negatives. I came in and congratulated him. Let's just make. Let's, I, yeah, exactly. Thank you. There we go. I swear, Lindsay is like your personal hype man. I do not like this at all. Somebody needs to have my back. Every time and nobody says, else here. Every does. time Espo says something, Lindsay's right there to be like, "Yeah, you go." Everybody else in the chat and me and Joe were like, "What the fuck? No, I got your back." That's right. Way back. Fuck them kids as in the chat and these two next to us, all right? Well, we may as well go ahead and name Jalen Smith the draft king of the game. Look at that crown place, all about him tonight. Superior crown placement. That's how you know Leah is behind the the match tonight. The best crown placer in the league. Leah Merrill. He finished with 19.7 rebounds. Seven of nine from the field. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jalen Smith has limitations. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's only so much he can do in a situation like this. But like you said, give the man his flowers because mm-hmm. he kept the Suns in this game. It would have been real bad mm-hmm. had Sticks not shown up tonight in the way that he did. He he made the most of his opportunity, and that's all you can ask for for a guy in his position, a guy who's third string, arguably fourth string when they have Frank Kaminsky mm-hmm. to come in there, give them positive minutes. Um, he might have had an even better game if he hadn't gotten foul trouble. He got those four fouls, and Kevin Young took him out for a little bit too long before putting him back in. So 
you know, I, I think he had a great game. I don't know how I became the leader of the six crew when, like, not <laughs> even two weeks ago, I didn't even acknowledge Brian. that this guy was on the roster. <laughs> but I will take it. I will take my rightful I, place as king of the sticks kids. I, by the way, thank you to Elon, who donated a super chat of 199 saying, I think it's time for Espo to get a sticks jersey. If somebody gets me one, I will wear it on the show. There you go. Buy you, mine did, it myself. Uh, what was his? Uh, was it Danny Granger? You have a Danny Granger jersey, have it. right? Game, oh, game war and Danny Granger. Did somebody really? give you that? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm jealous of that. Yeah. Oh. I'm not outing my sources, but yeah. Then you don't even work for them anymore. Somebody gave it to me. They're still sources? Did Danny Granger give it to you? No, Danny Granger did not give it to me. <laughs> he probably gave it to you. <laughs> no, he did not. I love Danny Granger. <laughs> probably gave it to you. Uh, New Mexico zone. New Mexico ties. He's a legend there. Maybe I'll give you that. It just sits in the closet for me. All right, so there was um, one other positive in tonight's game that I want to talk about before we go down the rabbit hole of the negative. There was? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Cam Johnson extended his career-long streak to 15 straight games of scoring 10 or more points and has made two or more threes in 18 straight games. Mm -hmm. The second longest streak in the NBA this season and currently the longest active streak. So suck it, Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So at least we got that. We Cam are, Johnson kept it going. We you are. Gotta, you got to find the positive. Reveling you in guys. the small victories today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Help me out here, okay? I can't be the only one trying. That is sweet baby angel well, Cam Johnson. Apparently, to you. you can't be the only one trying because the Suns didn't try today at all. Oh. So. <laughs> Gosh, I just feel like I'm on an island over here. I had to wake up so early for this, too. She's oh, in God. her prime right now. I had to wake up at 930 today. <laughs> she lives like literally like five minutes away. Like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, Espo and I drive from New Mexico every day. <laughs> Go Lobos. <laughs> Did Danny Granger, I thought Danny Granger played for New Mexico State. No, New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. All right, well, since you guys don't want to talk about Cam Johnson, we can just move on yeah. to the next The question hey, of the day. He did have that dunk. That was yeah. nice. Slam he Johnson made dunk. an appearance today. Yeah, sure it's did. the first time in a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's just something so perfectly sarcastic about the way these fucking things sound. <laughs> sound. They sound like an asshole is what they sound like. Right? It's perfect for this show. It really is perfect for the show. All right, well, let's move on then and just talk about the elephant in the room. Devin Booker and Chris Paul Oof. not having a, a performance at all, really. Let's not no. polish this turd. They shot 32% combined. Right? 13 for 41. It was not good. Like, not great. What What is happening? At what point do we need to be a little bit concerned? I'm not because, concerned about Devin Booker. Well, Chris Paul, it's been a couple am, games now. I am concerned about Chris Paul a little bit. Like, and I was just telling Gerald this before. I was like, at one point, do we start to creep up the, all right, I'm starting to be a little bit worried mountain of Chris Paul because we know uh, Father Time is undefeated, and once that wall hits, it hits hard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little worried about CP3. He doesn't, he doesn't look – first of all, his shot does not look anything like it usually does. And he just looks like he's trying too hard to get separation, which is telling me – that he's not confident in what he's doing because he doesn't trust that he's going to get that that separation from people. I might be wrong, but that's how I'm viewing this. I'm so a, I'm having legal flashbacks to what we were talking about after the one and three start. I'm pretty sure you and I had the same conversation <laughs> back then. It's called a slump, people. It happens to everybody. Chris Paul ain't falling off no cliff right now. 
I'm going to pull a Lindsay and I'm going to support Espo and what he's saying right now because <laughs> I, I, I agree. I mean, I think you look at his three point percentage. It's not great this year. It's at it was at 31 percent coming into this game and he didn't shoot the ball well today at all. His last three games he's shooting was it 14 for 37. Um, so he has not been good over this stretch at a really rough time for the Suns because they have all these guys out and you would hope that your two best players would carry the load. Booker's carried it in like two of the last three games. He he was not good today. And Chris Paul still had another bad game. So I think it's more noticeable during this stretch where the Suns are really hurting for production and they haven't gotten it out of a guy who's been consistently good in that regard. I think we're going to see a little bit more of this moving forward, obviously, because Father Time is undefeated. He's going to have more games like this. He had one early in that one and three stretch. I think he'll be fine when they're at full strength. But it's just right now, it's pretty noticeable because they need more out of him than what he's giving right now. He's not. I, I don't think he's capable of giving you these kind of games where you get twenty-five to thirty points on on consecutive nights or anything like that. Right now, like not not during the regular season. Yeah. In the playoffs, it'll be a little bit different because you know it's just a different atmosphere in general. But I'm I'm here to tell you, for all of you people out there that absolutely shit on Da. <laughs> that dude is the most important guy on this team. I don't care what you say. He is the most important guy because defensively, he makes so many things that he covers up so many things for you mm -hmm. that people don't realize. And then offensively, he has such an impact, whether he scores or not, just because of who he is and the size and, and, and his athletic ability to get to the rim and punish you there. I'm telling you. People need to start loving D.A. and appreciating D.A., especially the owner who should pay him his money. I will just say you look at the last three games without D.A., the Oof. Suns in that stretch, 29th in opponent points in the paint. They're giving up almost 59 points in the paint per game right now. You're looking at life without D.A. right now. It's do not you, great. Do you want this life? Do you want this life? <laughs> do you want this life? I don't life? think you do. No. I don't. You don't want this life. I don't. No. He needs the max. He needs the max over the summer. He needed the max three months ago. We shouldn't be having this conversation. This mm -hmm. whole thing is is ridiculous. You shouldn't have needed him not being on the court to finally see the value in what he does on both ends. This is this is an argument that that is ridiculous. I still think it's not going to change the minds of certain people that feel a certain way. Uh, hopefully it's enough that the Suns see the value. I mean, I I don't know what chess game they thought they were playing or trying to play, but at this point, just give them the blank sheet of paper, go write the number, let's get this done with, let's move on. DA is not only a max player, he's the third most important player on this team, and you've seen that over the course of the last three games. Mm -hmm. Mikkel Bridges has absolutely disappeared, and it's easy to be player that Mikhail Bridges is on the perimeter and guarding those guys when you have the the extra benefit of having a DA behind you. It just is. Ask ask any of the guards in history that had a solid big behind them, even Kobe, like having Shaq behind him helped cover up a lot of, you know, missteps that you might have as a defender. You have DA there. You got to recognize this. That's why he's a max player. I don't give a shit about the stats. I don't care about the points and rebounds per game. What DA brings to you in in totality, as as a one of the best centers in the game, demands a max extension. Well, Gerald brings it up a lot. Has written about it. The gravity of DeAndre Ayton 
impacts this offense too. They get better shots when DA is down there as a threat on the block. Sorry, Sticks isn't getting that respect. Nope. JaVale McGee isn't getting nope. that respect. It's DeAndre Ayton that helps get these other guys more open, and that's part of why you're seeing shooting woes too, because the looks aren't as pure. Yeah. Well, Buckdog in the comments said there is no perimeter ISO game without the gravity DA brings down low and his coverage on defense when everyone else drops the ball. Then Bees says our offense is center centric, if you will. How much did we see that in tonight's game? A good amount because you don't have DA, you don't have JaVale. Those are the two guys, the rim rolling bigs that put a lot of pressure on a defense to collapse and, and cover the rim because if you don't, it's a dunk for either one of those guys. And when you don't have that, no offense to Jalen Smith, but he is not an above-the-rim, rim-rolling big. He's more of a kind of a finesse and, and pop, pick-and-pop sh shooting big. So we saw that a lot today. And I don't think we can attribute all that to the Sun shooting woes, but 11 for 35, that's about 31%, not great. And the Sun shot the ball really well from three because they were beating them up on the inside and they were getting a lot of good looks on the perimeter because of it. So all of this is interwoven. It all goes hand-in-hand. They really miss D.A. He is the third at worst most important player on the Suns. I suppose were you sad you didn't get any MJ in Paris today? I was. <laughs> I'm more sad that the chat's so pro uh, Saul and anti-Espo. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, we should have. I, mean, I can't help that I'm rocking the hat. <laughs> well, you know, that's fair. You look great. Uh, Although Gerald you look great hat in the hat. I mean, it's way up there. Look how, yeah. I'm not a hat guy. They just don't fit my head right. <laughs> you just haven't found the right hat, Gerald. Sure, that's sure. That's what I said about my dating life, too. I found well, the right one. Well, look at one. that. See, maybe 2022 I found the right one, year. so maybe I'll find the right hat, too. The year of Gerald Borgay <laughs> and hats. Get excited, everybody. But I do, I do want to answer someone in the chat because they were asking, why can't they just negotiate with DA? Why do they have to eat up the salary cap? Because he's proven that he's a max-level player, and it's not – just look at the marketplace. As soon as Michael Porter Jr. got his max, it was over. The Suns, like DA's people, had no reason to back down from a max. And that's what they're doing now. And we're seeing the importance of having him out there. It's not about his max value as a player. It's about how are you going to replace him if he leaves? You're not going to be able to do that. And it's not, you know, it's not the Suns' money. It's one man's money that they're going to be paying going over the salary cap. They're already going to be there anyway. You need to pay to keep him because you're not going to be able to replace him on the open market. Oh, but you could you could replace him with JaVale and all <laughs> these guys. Everybody had a solution on DA's so replaceable. Right. He's not. Well, oh, and no, he's at not. the end of the it day. It hurts my heart when I hear that. At the end of the day, we've said it multiple times. You've got to spend money to make money. You want to make money and win championships and be able to charge more for your tickets and have better TV rating deals and things of that sort. You have to. Put up the money for the investment to get that on the back end. Like, it just says it is what it is. So spend the money. If you want to own a, a sports team and you want to win, spend the damn money. If you can't afford it, sell the freaking team. <laughs> I am sick of having poverty franchises in this team that cry poor when it's time to win. Spend the money. I don't care what luxury threshold you have to hit to get a title. If you are not in it to win it, get the hell out of our city. No, I, I completely agree. And you know what's so funny is, is that outside of DA, it has been the case that they have paid the players. You know, they paid Chris Paul the extension. Mm -hmm. uh, Devin Booker got his extension really early on. Like 
we got to give that that a little bit of credit. But every other franchise that feels like in this valley, outside of maybe the Cardinals, is is just like what the f are we doing here? Like we are professional franchises, but we're operating at such a base level. That's why I think everybody's kind of agitated because you have this great thing right here. You have this team who is a, a championship contender, a legit championship contender. And then you want to try and nickel and dime and fuck with it in the way that you did. Mm -hmm. And it's unnecessary. It's absolutely unnecessary. You have to pay his worth. And I feel like people are, th you know, I, I feel like the perception was, eh, the play, the goalposts are always moving. The playoffs, well, we'll see what happens in the season. Mm -hmm. Well, the season's come and DA's been every bit as good as he was last year in the playoffs, if not more so on the defensive end. And here we are still effing with this. Pay that man his extension in the in the in the summer because if you don't, man, oh man, that might be the end of a certain era of this owner falls here apart because very quickly. this is going to fall apart fast, and nobody will want to come here after that. And you point, oh, they gave Chris Paul the money, they gave Devin Booker, they gave Mikhail, yeah, but you know what that all added up to? Getting close to the luxury tax line, and that's when all of a sudden it's you know things start to squeak. If mm -hmm. uh, you remember the uh, <laughs> the old lady from the uh, uh, from the uh, city council meeting talking yeah. <laughs> about uh, ownership uh, you know that's when things pucker a little bit and it shouldn't that's when you should go all right we have something special here it's time to make sure we keep it together and if you don't you haven't learned any lesson yeah. in the 18 years that, that you run in a franchise I can't take you seriously with these things. <laughs> Saul, you can never take me seriously now i've just given you a visual reason uh, i feel like it all matches like the valley I like all I, the colors I, on your valley shirt what's to your the glasses one alien guy off of uh like I love it. tunes Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian, yeah. <laughs> Greetings. MCG Blue. Yes, it was Greta. Greta, Greta. the yes. old lady who said Greta. Uh, Shout out Greta. So real quick, before we R. move R. on, Greta. I do just want to follow up on one thing. Um, <laughs> we had too many RIPs today. Oh, about Chris Paul. Oh, you said it's, it's just a slump. Or how? At what point do you find yourself concerned, I guess? Or what do you attribute it to? I I think if the guy, if like DA and Jay Crowder come back and the Suns are relatively whole again and the struggles continue at that point, I'll be worried. I, I think shorthanded right now, like, I don't know. I, I think he should be hitting shots. Like that's worrisome in and of itself that he's not, especially because he's missing makeable shots. It's not like he's shooting a lot of tough or contested shots. He's he's missing makeable shots. <clears throat> but if it continues for another couple of games, once guys are back, then maybe I'll be a little more concerned. But he looks ready for the playoffs. Like he looks like, man, fuck the regular season. Like, like I'm ready for the playoffs. It. You know, the one thing about Chris Paul that I do have confidence in is if my man could figure out how to get through the Western Conference Finals and the NBA Finals with one arm <laughs> and drop 30 plus on the Clippers, mm -hmm. then I feel like he's going to be able to figure out, even if he is slowing down, right? I still feel like he's so smart that he will figure out how to make things work and still achieve a high level of success on the court. So I do have that. I do have that con, uh, confidence in him. It's just, you know, in the, in the short term, you're just a little concerned because you know at some point he won't be able to figure it out. I don't feel like he's there yet. So because mm -hmm. his mind is still fresh and, and good to go. Not like NBA players all of a sudden just mentally lapse and they just go to dementia <laughs> world or something. Like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know those late thirties will get you. <laughs> Joe, trust me, I know. I don't remember my name half the time. <laughs> I look if it goes 10, 10 games and he's having this, we don't find out. I, like Chris asks, could in the chat, could 
he have an injury? He very possibly could. But if this goes 10, 12 games, he's shooting poorly, we don't find out there's an injury, everybody comes back and it's still going on, that's when I can get concerned. Is when a slump lasts into double digits, then it starts to go into, into a territory that it's something more than that. In a few games... I'm not going to be concerned for this guy. Yeah, and hopefully EJ mentioned it on the broadcast a little bit there, but down the stretch, because he started like one for nine, and I think he finished five for 14. So down the stretch, he got into a little bit more of a rhythm. Hopefully that's something that can carry over to the next game and get him back on track a little bit. He's got he's got to find it somehow, some mm-hmm. way. And that's the best way to do it is like, hey, we're down by 15, 20. We're not going to win this game. I might as well go ahead and practice on some things I need to work on right now in the, in the game so I know – what to expect and how to fix my stuff. So mm-hmm. that's what he's doing. All right. So we're going to move on to our next topic. In situations like the Suns have found themselves in recently, as like the rest of the entire league has found themselves in with players being out due to health and safety protocols, how beneficial would, could it be right now to have a G League team? <laughs> well, yeah. well, again, this is money mm-hmm. that it's coming down to. It costs money to have a G League team. And you can sell it and you can make money. That's that's why they don't have the Northern Arizona Suns anymore. Would it be nice? Yes, because you'd have guys that are integrated into your system that know it can just come in uh, and play in this situation. Uh, but I think the bigger reason it would be nice is because somebody like Jalen Smith could have gotten playing time, uh, you know, played games at a G League level, if you had a team that you could send him to. Uh, it's not the same when you're loaning him to somebody else's G League team and you're hoping their coach gets him minutes, mm-hmm. plays a system similar to yours. Uh, it, when If you own your G League team, you're playing the exact same system that your NBA team's playing. That's where I think uh, it's the biggest disservice is, is in that case, in, in trying to get guys like that to be better. Yeah, you're having to ship guys to Santa Cruz right now, which is not even in the same state. Like, they a G League team would be hugely beneficial, especially because now the Suns actually have a culture, right? They have a, a playing style, the .5 offense. They have a system mm-hmm. that you could incorporate with your G League team if you put the right people in place. They don't have that continuity there. They have guys that are G League caliber players that are now being called up and haven't played in many games. Like the G league is very good for giving some of these guys confidence. Cause you look at a lot of these guys, G league numbers, you know, they're putting up double figures in multiple categories because it's, it's a lower level of competition. Some of these guys need that confidence. They need that, that time to play some of these things out and build that up so that when they take that next step, they feel a little bit more assured and, and they know what they're doing. You don't get a lot of that. Like Jalen Smith today was great. But you look at a guy like Ish Wainwright, you look at how borderline useless Chandler Hutchison has been this year, they could benefit from being incorporated in a system that's associated with the Suns. So it's unfortunate because the Suns are one of only two franchises in the league that don't have a G League affiliate. You know, it like you said earlier, it takes money to make money. Mm-hmm. And you want to give yourself every advantage possible to set your team up for success. And the Suns have not done that with with the G League affiliate. They took that away because they were trying to save some money. And it really doesn't make any sense because player development is 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 at such a premium. Now, counter to that, the previous decade they had they had the NAS Suns and their player development program sucked. Right. <laughs> like it was awful and they didn't really reap the benefits of that whatsoever. I can see both sides, but 
if you get the right people in here, which they have now, you would assume that that would have corrected itself as well. It's just it's sad to see that that they don't have the Naz Suns because I know a lot of people really loved them up, especially up in the Prescott area. And you need that. You need that affiliate. You need that support uh, and and knowledge that your players are getting the development that they need in order to contribute at a high level. Well, the G League had nothing to do with the guys not developing because they were treating their NBA roster like it was a G League roster mm -hmm. during yeah. that time. So, like, the thought that – and that's not a knock on you, I, because I think that's probably part of what their thought process was in getting rid of it. The thought that, oh, this doesn't work. See, we didn't develop players, so let's get rid of it, is short-sighted because you didn't use it right. So yeah. that's not on that's not on the G League. That's on your organization not using it appropriately. Agree, And that's why I said, you know, it, now with, with James Jones and Monty in the fold, if they had a G League affiliate – I would assume that that they would take a look at that entire organization and, and try to make sure they, that whatever they did structurally made sense for what they're trying to do at this level. Um, and so I, I don't know. February 10th is the trade deadline also, by the way. Thank you. Uh, somebody had put that in the, in the comments. That's the only way this team is going to be able to improve is through trade. I was kind of hesitant. Like, do they need to make a trade? Do they not need to make a trade? I definitely feel right now, based on the Warriors alone, just the Warriors alone, and what they've been able to do to the Suns um, two out of three games, um, and what they potentially could have on on Clay Thompson coming back into the fold. I know he's not going to play at a high level probably when he first comes back, but by the time they reach the playoffs, he could be normal Clay again. I, the the Suns need one more piece. Mm -hmm. They just absolutely need one more piece, whether that be Thad Young or Jeremy Grant, or whoever, they need one more piece. They need another contributor that's consistent enough to make up for the shitty difference of Landry Schmidt. Like, that is just such a waste of money right now. It's been fucking tragic. I don't know what my man is doing, but shooting a three ain't one of them. And that was the segment, God Sham It, brought to you by Sergeant. <laughs> God Sham It. Uh, in the chat, I saw Elon say that the G League stands for the Gerald League, which <laughs> back when he was single, that's what Gerald called dating apps. Oh, no. And so, then the Brian League, in the, the chat League. said, no active uh, players. Wainwright was <laughs> okay-ish. <laughs> they're all still in the they're, they're all inactive. <laughs> they're all, they're all he in the health and safety the protocol. just like the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's all right. With that, we're going to take a You got break. you a winner now, though. Yes, I did. That's all that matters. <laughs> it only takes one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it only takes one. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break because the NFL season is winding down. The playoffs will be here before you know it. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the offers are getting even more amazing. So, Right now, new customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you will win $200 in free bets. It is that easy. Don't miss out on this action. Uh, you can also get some skin in the game with same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. It's a great way to utilize your free bets because you can add on all the legs to those parlays that you want, potentially get a huge payout and have zero risk involved because it's free bet. Did You're you not see betting the guy, with your money. Did you see the guy yesterday who bet a hundred bucks and would have won seventy six thousand dollars on a four on a four leg parlay of first field goals? And Kristaps Porzingis missed a layup, oh. like a wide open layup, 
and that cost him seventy six grand. Oh my god! I mean, I want to cry for him. I'd be hitting him with an invoice. Yeah, exactly. He got the first field goal right on three of four games. Christoph Porzingis. I would be so sad. I'd be sending him an invoice. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. You owe me $67,000. Thank you. Uh, So one more time, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any NFL team and win $200 in free bets if they are victorious. That's promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Arizona only. Arizona only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Before we move on, I want to circle back to this because I want to know everybody's thoughts on, I just mentioned about the trade, the trade market. Mm-hmm. Who would you guys like to see come in here and why? Honestly, I would like... Tory Craig or just and or Justin Holiday from the Pacers because we saw the reports a few weeks ago that Justin they're considering Holiday. blowing it up. We need a couple more wing pieces. Tory Craig kind of fills that role that Abdul Nader was having to fill before he got injured. Like we saw Abdul Nader it has not looked great. And now that he's been dealing with the knee and COVID on top of that, he's not going to be a playoff contributor for this mm-hmm. team. I don't think it would be surprising if he is. You need that guy, Torrey Craig, the guy that can fill multiple positions on the wing, defend, and play some small ball five if you need to break that out. Because right now their centers are are just, you know, the same tall seven foot rim running prototype. You need a little versatility there in a pinch, like if DA's in foul trouble or if McGee just doesn't have it one night. So I would like that, and they would be a lot easier to get than a guy like Jeremy Grant or maybe even Thaddeus Young. Um We'll, we'll probably, as the trade deadline approaches, we'll go through in more detail about yeah. some of these guys and what it'll take to get them. But the Pistons aren't just going to give Jeremy Grant away. So it's going to take a good combination of things to get him. And I don't know if you're the Suns, if you want to break up any core part of the roster for that's, it. That's where I tend to be too, Gerald, is, is looking at Craig and Holiday Because you know Craig's not going to impact the chemistry at all. You know he'll slide in, he'll fit right in. Uh, that's that's a if you want to play around the fringes and and add a little something that's where I'd look if you feel if if you genuinely feel if you're James Jones you're sitting there and you go I don't think this is enough we need to make some bigger splash and and, and mess with this more I like the name Jeremy Grant but I don't think that's the way to go this does not feel like a team that needs a major jolt just enough to give you additional depth. So if you wind up in situations like this, you have guys you can turn to uh, and and keep things going uh, if some of your major guys are, are out for some extended period of time. You know, I, I think there was a lot of debate about who was the third piece. Was it Mikel or was it DA? I think over the last three games, we've definitely seen that it was most certainly DA because Mikel Bridges, in, 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 a, in an opportunity to kind of step up and fill that void, at least on the scoring end, he has not done that. He's actually gone the other way. He has not shot the ball very well. He hasn't looked very sure of himself. For whatever reason, he's gone. He, he's in a slump right now. Cam Johnson, on the other hand, has kind of stepped it up a little bit, tried to fill up uh, some more of that, that scoring void. But um, Mikhail Bridges is a concern to me because if he comes out and he plays aggressive offensively and does the things that he's capable of doing, 
then then the Suns don't need to look necessarily for a third scorer um, as much as they just need a good solid player like a Thad Young. But if Mikel doesn't, and and all you have is Da as that third option underneath the basket, you're going to need to find somebody that's going to help out Book and CP3 in the playoffs, especially if CP3 just takes a little bit of a drop in his play in the playoffs. You need somebody to make up that difference. And and if Da isn't dropping 25 or 30 a night to help offset that difference, who's it going to be? It's got to be Mikel, or it's got to be whoever you're going to bring in to kind of fill that void a little bit, just to help out a little bit. And that's what Torrey Craig did very well for the Suns last year. He he brought energy to the court. He brought a lot of enthusiasm, and he hit some crucial buckets for this team from a guy that you didn't expect it uh, to expect it from. I thought Torrey Craig was such a valuable piece, and when they lost him, it was like, ooh. Who's going to fill that void? And so far, nobody has. Look, if if you want to go big game hunting at the <clears> deadline, <throat> you're going to have to deal a guy like a Cam Johnson. To I don't think it. you need to go big game hunting. Well, I'm just saying, I, and I'm not saying you, but some people uh, want the Suns to get in on big names, and you have to accept to get something, you have to give something. And that's why names like, uh, you know, like Tory Craig and Holiday – are more intriguing to me because you're not going to have to break up anything major on this roster to get in on that kind of a deal. Right. And that's kind of why you're hoping over these next few games that as bad as it looks right now, that Jalen Smith continues to ball out individually because Mm -hmm. he's got to raise his trade value. If you are going to make a deal like that. Um, And Justin holiday, I, I think we should shout out that he's a very good defender and he's a pretty lethal spot up shooter. That would really help with some of these bench issues that we're seeing, especially if Shamit can't oh, shake out Shammett. of it. Um, because the, the Suns, we should note this, cannot trade Shamit this year. The extension that they signed him to, the the deadline is after the trade deadline as far as when they're when he's trade eligible. So Ugh. they can't trade him until the summer if that's something that they want to do if he's not able to turn things around. He's still shooting a good percentage from three. But he has not been good in terms of just shooting the ball in general. It and makes that's... me want to cry when I think about him. <laughs> I just get so depressed. <laughs> Gosh. Anything else on that? Any of you guys? Yeah, Shamit, play better, please. <laughs> so I don't have to cry at night into my pillow. Can I, yes. take, can I do something personal here? Yes. Hi, Ro. My daughter's watching. Oh, I just Ro. wanted to say, I just got a text about it. No. Man, Mostly. F them. No, I'm just <laughs> you better watch your mouth. Though. You want to fight, too? Let's go time. All right. She's probably like, why are all these people saying such mean things about that? <laughs> Can she read yet? Uh, yeah. Like a lot? A lot. Uh, Load up the chat. Well. Let's go. Yeah, no. say, well, at least if she can't read very well. My kids just laughed every time. Every time somebody says something jacked up to me, they just laugh. They're they like, screenshot it and send it to you yeah. like this one. They're like, really, Dad? You let them play you like oh, that? I'm like, man, fuck you guys. All right. So we're going to wrap up today's show with some New Year's resolutions because why not? It's New Year's Eve. It only It's only fitting that we do some New Year's resolutions. So both for yourself personally and for this Phoenix Suns team. Um, who wants to start? <laughs> Espo, that's you. My New Year's resolution for myself, I want to lose 80 pounds. So okay. 80 pounds. 80 right. pounds. Whoa, yeah. okay. Yeah, I you know, I want to make this chair look bigger and me look much smaller is <laughs> is the goal in 2022. Just to take care of the health, uh, you know, mentally and physically for myself. So that's that's the goal. And I figure saying it out loud here. 
means that the chat will relentlessly try to hold me accountable mm -hmm. for it if I don't do yeah. it. Every time they see something on your on your table, they're like, "Oh, drinking Coke today, huh?" Yeah, huh? yeah. come on, <laughs> come on, fatty. That's what. Yeah, that's what we'll get from the chat. So. No, oh, we need to be nice. Be kind, <laughs> everyone in the chat. Be kind, that's and just right. in general. I can I can take it. It's a, it's all right. Uh, but for the Suns, I just I hope that they find. Uh, it, continue to have that belief in themselves because I think that's a big thing with this team is is believing in the team mentality and playing like that uh, and then I hope they find the uh, the perfect fit for sticks right I hope I hope they find the farm up state that's perfect for him to, to send him to and, and and you know find the team that that makes everybody's dreams come true when it comes comes to sticks uh, you know it's like where you take your I was gonna say that <laughs> got real dark we're it's like when you tell, sticks your, like when you tell your kids when you got to take the dog to go hey, put it down. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we got kids watching. Don't tell the secrets. Don't, don't oh, tell sorry. the secrets. Did you have a dog? Don't tell the oh, secrets. No. Uh, but no, look, I, I, uh, I just, you know, I, that seems like the logical piece that's going to be traded. And I really do hope if they make a move that it's good and beneficial for both sides. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um for the Suns, my New Year's resolution for them is A, get guys back, get healthy again, because we know what this team's capable of at full strength. The other one, get the the backup backcourt back on track because they are not shooting the ball well. Like everyone is gonna pay attention to Landry Shamit, and I get it because he's the new piece. He's the guy who got the extension before he ever played a game with the team. But campaign has been rough too. He's shooting 39%, 31% from three. And he was great last year in terms of his shooting percentages and what he brought to the table. He's been a little out of control. So for them, that's my New Year's resolution. For me, it'd be covering a championship. That's my New Year's resolution. That'd be really cool. So yeah. Hope. Or, how do you resolve to cover a, a championship? Like, I mean, I'm going to do my part. Let's uh, let's hope the Suns do that. <laughs> I'm going to show up every day and I'll put in that effort. Hurry up. Uh, for me personally, honestly, it's uh, it's it's a little bit of what Espo said. Just trying to get in better physical shape and, and better health for twenty twenty one. I feel like or twenty twenty two. I feel like that's kind of a, the the general thing that everybody kind of points to. But uh, for my own selfish reasons, I'd like to do that. And then uh, for for us at PHNX to continue to thrive and grow, like that's mm -hmm. that's the whole point of this, and to try and listen to our our members and our and our Cove crazies and other people that follow our shows. Um, and the feedback they, they give us because I think it's just so valuable and it helps us uh, create content and create shows that you want to uh, really consume. And that's what this is all about. It's not about us. It's about you. So that's number one. And then number two, um, for the Suns, I just, you know, for me, I'm just I'm always going to be a D.A. stand because I love that guy. And um, I just really want him to take it feels like he's right there mm -hmm. if, because his demeanor has changed. Over the last couple of months, he feels like he's taking it a lot more seriously than maybe ever before. He looks like he's a little bit more intimidating than before. He doesn't put up with a lot of BS out there. Um, and he's a lot more focused out there, which I am. I absolutely love. And I feel like if that continues, he's going to find himself in all-star conversation. And he already is right now. Mm -hmm. He's going to find himself in that, that upper echelon of, of teams or uh, players that are just the epitome of the NBA, like the face of the NBA. And if he can do that, this Suns franchise with Devin Booker and him in tow will be good for a very long time. 
So that's what I hope. I hope DEA finds that extra level. Um, as uh, my favorite movie, The Last Dragon, would say, you got to find that glow, DEA. You got to find that glow. <laughs> Sounds cute. All right, I'm going to take one from MCG Blue in the chat. Uh, they said, physical, mental, and emotional health improvement goals should always be on the forefront for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm with that one because um, you guys pointed out more physical than anything. I think I'm going to go more mental and emotional than anything for my New Year's resolutions this year. For the Suns, this and I'm also stealing from Twitter uh, <laughs> because Kellen Olson and Dwayne Rankin just tweeted out that Chris Paul shared after the game that he got a text from his son at home today pointing out what he has to do better going into next game and Chris Paul said that hit him a bit differently and he's going to figure it out so more text messages from Chris Paul's son to help inspire and motivate him to be as great as he can be um, this far into his career and find that inner youth and that inner energy and put it all out there and win us a championship you know what's so funny is kids are great Mm -hmm. because with their parents, they're not afraid to tell the truth. Right. And, uh, well, unless they're trying to hide something. But <laughs> with with you yourself, right, they they will tell you, like, Dad, your breath stinks. Like, oh, damn, for real? <laughs> you know, like, they, they're not afraid of that. And so when he hears his son tell him that, it definitely probably hits different. Like, I know you, like, if Ro told you something, you'd be like, well, damn, baby, okay. Well, let me go fix that right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. So it just, it just hits different. It's, it's far more personal. And you take it so much more to heart and so that's great to hear it really is and i just think it's kind of neat like i mean because you know especially his like you saw on the instagram he shared a few weeks back how his son was like that's my dad that's my dad Mm -hmm. so you know it comes from a place a place of love it has nothing to do with you're letting me down or anything of that sort it's no you're my dad and i know what you can do so let's get back to this yeah. and let's continue to do it. Be better, Dad. Yeah, but in a nice <laughs> way. Shout out to Buck Dog for the $10 super chat. Appreciate you. Oh, wow. Oh, 10, 10 pounds. pounds. Oh, where are you at, Figure out Buck the conversion Dog? rate. I don't know what that it's is. It's Dog over in England. Uh, they said, Happy New Year to an awesome panel. Been great watching the show grow and see you guys killing it every game. Thank you we for the kind words, the it, super chat. We really appreciate Bug it. Dog's one of the, Bug Dog's one of the original OGs. Yep. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Well, You've been anything... a flaming baller and a cove crazy. Yes. We appreciate <laughs> yep. um, Elon, Shane is uh, off today? We're not sure if yeah, he's alive. He's at a concert. He's off so. yesterday and today. He will be back over the weekend. There you go. We got off. Leah holding it down for yeah. us. Too. That's why the crown placement was so good, Elon. Come on. Exactly. All right, gentlemen. Um, happy new year. I hope you guys all stay safe and healthy tonight, as well as you guys listening and tuning in. We greatly appreciate all the support from you guys this year and your continued support in the new year. Anything else you guys would like to add? No, just happy new year. And I love you guys. Yeah. Yeah, Love you guys too. too. And with that, Espo, take us home because we can't end it without any cry. <laughs> Betty White, safe travels. Thank you for being R. a R. friend. Betty White. Yes. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>